Welcome to Seed Time Living. This is where we help you transform your financial life using timeless biblical principles. I'm your host, Bob Lodick. Super glad that you're here hanging out with us today. And today we're talking about something that uh, was a really big step of faith for Lynn and I, something that God was asking us to do. And it did not make any sense in the natural, but as always, God came through and it was really fun to see what happened as we obeyed in this thing. So I'm not gonna give any more of it away. I'll let us kind of drop into the conversation with Linda and I, and we'll go from there. Tonight, we wanna take you through a little bit of our story over the last probably year and some of the Mm -hmm. kind of amazing things God has done. It all kind of started in, 2008, I think spring or 2018, spring of 2018, I was out in the yard kind of doing some gardening, planting some bushes. You were somewhere. You weren't there. I was probably inside with our newborn baby. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Sounds about right. And so I was outside with our four-year-old and our 18-month-old. We had a corner lot. This is our old house. We were on a corner lot. Big. It was on acre, like just a huge front yard all the way around. And so I'm kind of in the front. And the kids are playing on the driveway, which is a really long driveway, but they're pretty close up to the house. And anyway, and so I'm kind of... We lived on a main road. Yeah. It was a main road, like... Cut through road. A cut through road that semis would drive down. Yep. So anyway, so I'm sitting there kind of planting a bush, and I have my back to the kids, and I just like sensed the Holy Spirit just kind of give you that nudge a little bit, where it's like, why don't you turn turn around around and look (laughs) at your daughter, your 18-month-old? And so I did. And as I turned around um, with shovel in hand, I see her running headlong towards the street as fast as she can. Now, she's probably like, at this point, I don't know, 25, 30 yards away from the street. So she's a good distance, but I'm probably, I don't know, 70 yards from her, like a good ways away from her. And she was really fast as an 18-month-old. She's like just starting to like run headlong down this driveway towards the street. And you have to know our driveway, one of the things that bothered us about this house was at the end of the driveway, there were these two huge evergreen trees. So anybody driving down the street wouldn't see what's happening at the end of that street. At the end of the driveway. At the end of the driveway, yeah. Right. Anyway, so she's just running like headlong towards this. And so I start yelling. And as I'm yelling, I'm throwing down the shovel and just starting to run because I I knew that she probably wasn't going to respond to me. She's just one of those strong um, little girls. And she's 18 months at the time. And anyway, she's fast and she's she's just running headlong towards the street. I have no idea why, but she is. And so I'm now sprinting after her and, you know, really far away. She's running. I'm running after her. I'm yelling. She's not listening to me. My four-year-old is just standing there watching like, what do I do? (laughs) Like, I don't know what to do. Out of the corner of my eye, I see a school bus coming. And so a school bus is coming, and that bus driver is completely oblivious to what's going on because of these big evergreen trees. It's like a wall, so he can't see anything can't that's see, happening. Yeah. You know, and I'm running after her as fast as I possibly can. Like all the dad adrenaline, like everything is all going, and I'm just like chasing her down, trying to get her before she gets to that street. And you know, at this point you're having like all these thoughts like why wasn't I paying more attention? Like whatever, asking Mm -hmm. yourself all these questions and the terrible things that are coming to your mind. Like, am I going to have to bury my toddler? Like, uh, you know, and so I'm just terrified and running as fast as I can. And so she just continues and just will not stop. And we get all the way down to about three feet from the street before I grab her. And I remember the school bus driver's 
face and the expression of like relief when he had no idea what was about to happen because he didn't see her or me grabbing her until like the last second we were mm. right there because these big trees are there. And so anyway, so I grabbed her just right then and I, you know, I picked her up and scooped her up and we had a talking to after that. <laughs> but As you can imagine. it was one of those moments where it's so emotionally charged yeah. and like where it's like, all right, I don't want to deal with this again. I don't want to have this happen again. And it was kind of the nail in the coffin for us. So grateful also for the Lord. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That heads up, like what would happen if I didn't have the heads? I mean, if I would have been 10 seconds more, it's like I... You wouldn't have seen her. Five seconds more, yeah. Yeah, Anyway, it was one of those things. It just kind of was the nail in the coffin for us deciding that this house is not a good fit for our phase of life and our family situation right now. Because we had already been talking about this. We had been talking about how we couldn't have a fence in this neighborhood, how there were no sidewalks. Um, and so even when we had to walk, we had to walk on the street with our on little the kids. busy street with, with the semis. With school buses yeah. and semis coming down. And it's it's a neighborhood, so it's like we should be able to walk on it. But these semis would cut through to save time. And anyway, we had already kind of felt like this just isn't working. But that was like kind of the thing where it's like, all right, it's time. It's time. Let's start looking. Yeah. And so at this point, we both kind of agreed, see if we can find something that fits our neighborhood a little bit more. Like we didn't have a pool. All of our neighbors, because their acre lots were really far away, and they were all much older, and so there were no kids, no kids for the kids to play with, our kids to play with, and all this to say, we begin looking for a house, and so we start going through the process. But you had just had Oliver, yes. And so what was he? Month and a half, two months two old, two months old, probably two months old. And so we're trekking around with a right. four-year-old, a one-year-old, and a two-month-old, two you know, dragging them all into these open houses, trying to look at these houses. Yeah, it was a whirlwind. But even before we got to that point, we mentioned to a friend of ours that we were looking to buy a house. He said, well, we have somebody in our neighborhood. Yeah, he's like, like I've got your house. I've three, got it. Three, right up the three doors down. Right like, it's great. For me. Yeah, you can live right next to us. And so anyway, so she said, it's not even on the market. And she sends us pictures and like, this is gorgeous. It's beautiful. And it's like it really was. considerably less than we were wanting to spend. And But it seemed perfect. And it was by our friends and all this stuff. So we start going down this path and ultimately kind of get to a negotiation, like off-market negotiation. And yeah, we made an offer and she just didn't like it and didn't Didn't respond. respond. (laughs) And so like... uh, We weren't on the same page. No counter, like nothing. I guess. And anyway, and and it was a fair offer. Like we had talked to multiple real estate agents about the price and it was absolutely fair offer. So that kind of fell through, which was a bummer. But then we're back to the drawing board again. And so we're going house to house to house. Mm -hmm. You know, this is just, it's in the middle of summer. Like we're just, you know, it's a lot of work just looking for houses, but dragging the kids around. Getting three kids in and out of car seats in the middle of summer, in and out, in and out, in and out. (laughs) You're drenched. Well, yeah. And when you're trying to look at like three open houses from two to four on Sunday and like squeezing it in there and racing from one to the next. During nap time. During nap time. <laughs> and nursing. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was it was okay. something. But we, we just were began grateful for the opportunity. We were, we actually to... were, but it was a yeah. lot of work. So we just began doing this week in and week out and just nothing was coming up. And then finally another one got listed that was in a great neighborhood. Beautiful. We were super excited. Beautiful. The house was gorgeous. It was at the top of our kind of price range, but it was it was in our price range. And so Anyway, so we got really excited about it. We ended up putting an offer on that. Mm-hmm. And again, it was a really good offer. Yeah, I want to say it was like 10000 less than asking or something. I mean, just 
Anyway, it was a really good offer, but they came back and said they wanted 3,000 more than what we offered. There was a bidding war going on on the first day on the market. So, yeah, that's what was happening. Is that what it was? Yeah. So they say they want $3,000 more, asked us if we could do that. And so they countered with that. And I was about to sign, and I just felt like the Lord said, wait. I'm like, well, well, this is kind of the house. Like, should I really wait? You know, we're we're trying to... Come on, guy. We're trying to get this thing. And so he said, ah, "Just let's just wait till the morning." Like it was probably nine o'clock at yeah, night. Yeah, it or was something. late. So it was late enough that it was like that seems reasonable. I said, "Let's go look at it one more time. Mm-hmm. Let's just go look at it one more time." And that was it. That was all we needed. We went back and looked at it. And we found a couple of things that were just like, "This is." I didn't it. see that before, and this is kind of a deal breaker because we had only seen it at an open house. Yeah. And like, so this allowed us to actually look around a little bit. Anyway, so we were really discouraged. Like you really struggled with that one Mm -hmm. because we were just already worn out and we felt like this was it. It was perfect in so many ways or so we thought. And then that other one in the Molnar's neighborhood. I forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. That was really hard. <laughs> yeah. And so there were multiple of these where it's we like, like we're there. so close. Oh, oh you know, man. and that, you know, and every time that happens, you just get kind of more and more discouraged. Yeah. So after this one fell through, we were just really yeah. bummed. And I think we just kind of paused the search for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because most of the time, I was the one actually searching for the houses. I was the one looking on Zillow or whatever. Well, and we were scheduled to go out. It was on a Monday morning. We were scheduled to go look at a house that honestly neither one of us were really interested in. But we're like, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Let's just go look at it. And as we were... While we were getting ready or something. Yeah, we were getting ready. Bob's just like scrolling through and he finds another house. A new one was listed like five minutes earlier. Yeah. And so he calls the real estate agent. He's like, I want to go see this house. (laughs) I kind of knew, like when I saw it, I kind of knew because it just, it was so much different than anything we had seen, but it was like up our alley. It was stylistic what we wanted. It was, I'm like, this says promise. I really want to see this. And so we came and saw this house about an hour, hour and a half after they listed it. I think the wife was at home and I guess her husband got notified and well, she he, didn't get notified. So she was like doing she, dishes. <laughs> she didn't even know it was. She was like, oh, okay, okay. Yet. So she gets her, wrangles her kids up, gets their dog and leaves as fast as she can, which was so funny and so sweet. Yeah. Like there were dishes in the sink when we were looking at it. Like she was washing dishes, not like dirty dishes in the sink, but like yeah. a soap, like soapy water. <laughs> but the house was like everything I thought from the pictures and even more. And so long story short, we end up putting an offer on the house. We put a full price offer on it because we just were so sold. We wanted it and we wanted to eliminate any chance of not getting it. And I thought that would be great and perfect. But they came back and they said they wanted to close like, I don't know, eight or nine months. Like because they were building their own house. And we're like, oh, I don't know if we can wait that long. I don't know what we're going to do. They just ended up saying, no, yeah, we'll close. Like we gave our the clothes we we wanted, which is like a month. And that's all we said, really yeah. said. They and they're yeah. like, okay. We're like, awesome. <laughs> Great. So we ended up closing on this house. And, and it's this house. And it's this house that we're in. And we'll tell you a little bit more about this in a minute. So after we put a contract, sign a contract on this house, then we began trying to sell our other house that we were in, which we hadn't listed yet because we, we did couldn't. not want to be in a position where we were showing that house while living there with the little kids. And, and, yeah. and we were just... Here's yeah, the fortunate thing. enough to not have to do that. Yeah. And so we didn't want to you go You would have basically that. not worked at all. Probably that not. That whole time. Yeah, probably not. 
And so we just couldn't do it at, the, at that point. But what that did is it put, you know, the clock had started. Like now that we had a contract down, like we needed to sell ours as soon as possible and get on the market as soon as possible, which we kind of had it market ready. But we needed to sell the thing as fast as possible mm-hmm. because I didn't want it was already getting late in the season. This was uh, by the time we got it up was uh, September. I think it was September. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So it's like we really didn't want to sit on this over the winter and have yeah. both of these houses. And so anyway, so uh, we got it up on the market as fast as we could. And the other part of this was we didn't know for sure, because like we also have been blessed to have the previous house paid off. And so yeah. we really did not want to take out a loan after we had already paid off the house. So we really were praying that we would sell the old house for more yeah. than we just paid. And we were we were pretty optimistic that we could, but we didn't we had no idea how much. Yeah. Yeah. It, like the neighborhood that we were in just didn't sell a lot of houses and so you just didn't know what was gonna happen. So we listed this house and then we got God's yeah. crazy thing. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. All right. So we listed the house. We felt like the Lord dropped this thing on our heart to give away fifty thousand dollars. Now, and it kind of, like, oh, kind of came out of the blue, <laughs> kind of came out of left field, and we huh. didn't have it. Like we didn't have the money. Right. I'm like, well, the only place this could possibly come from is the sale, the sale of this the house. house. But I don't know if we're going to sell it for enough. Like, I don't know how it's yeah. going to work, and all these things. So we just kind of move forward with that and we're like praying that this house is going to, you know, we had already set the listing price and I wasn't really expecting to get that because everybody's negotiating, you know, and then the house is on the market and we start getting a lot of action. A lot of people are coming in, but no one's making an offer and a couple of days go by, no one's making an offer, but a lot of people are going in. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's good that we're getting movement, but we haven't had an offer yet. Yeah. Then finally, somebody puts in an offer, and they put an offer for asking price. Asking price. And we're like, awesome, 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 awesome. And so we were so excited because ultimately- um, We're like, whatever their turns are, done, Yeah, done, like done. everything <laughs> they wanted fixed, it's like, all right, fix it, fix it, you know, this is great. So what that meant ultimately for us was that we were able to not only- that provided us the $50,000 that we felt like we were supposed to give. So that was great. But then it also provided us enough to buy our van with cash, which was awesome. Because we then, needed a new car. That old car, there's a video about it somewhere. Yeah. The air conditioner broke in the hottest September on record. In Tennessee, yeah. It was like, a hundred, it was almost 100 degrees. Yeah, it was a crazy no summer. But anyway, so we were able board. to replace that with cash and then even <laughs> some left over, like that we were ha- yeah. able to have in our savings account. You know, and I think the real blessing of the whole thing, you know, because the timeline is, is all interesting, but the real, the, the best blessing is, you know, we ended up selling this house. Yeah, like on paper, that house was worth more than this house, but this house, I mean, at least 15 things is better for oh. us right now than the other house. I mean... And the previous owners were Christians. And so just coming here, it just feels good. Have you ever been in a place where you're like, oh, I just do not like the feel of this place. And then in contrast, you go somewhere where you're like, it just feels peaceful and calm and lovely. And I just want to sit here forever. And that's what this house has been. And that's how this house feels. It's amazing. Everything that we wanted in the house is here. So we got that. The pool is like two doors down. Yeah. Which is also right next to the playground. We have a playground right there. We have sidewalks. sidewalks. We have kids all over the neighborhood <laughs> becoming friends with 
our kids. I'm trying to think. It's not a. There's no semis driving down the street, which is nice. Yeah, it's a fantastic neighborhood. Like the the way the house was designed there's is just like so good. Food trucks down by the pool. Yeah, <laughs> which is really nice because it's like support your local business, and we don't have to cook, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, point in this entire story is just how good God is and his way of kind of working things out. Mm -hmm. And so we got a massive upgrade in a house. We were able to give Mm $50,000. We were able to get this van with cash, have money left over in a savings account for an emergency fund a little bit. And honestly, we like this house better than I think we would have liked either of the other houses. Oh, yeah. Like that's the other thing too. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. There were a couple of things in those houses that it was like, well, it doesn't have quite everything, but it has these things and that's really nice. And so we were kind of going to compromise and they were way more expensive than this house. Yep. And this house, the office in this house is like the perfect, this office that we're in is like the perfect setup. Yeah. It's so far away or it's just down a hall. It's uh, away from the rest of the house. So it's so much quieter. It's yeah. Anyway, it's just been so, so good. Such a blessing. And that's our encouragement to you that God has these miracles for you. Okay. A a couple things to note here. Okay. First thing is I saw a couple people comment like $50,000. We feel the same way you do. First of all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We were like, oh, okay. But also. This was not our first time doing this. Like he has walked us through several different things of like stretching us, stretching us, stretching us, stretching us. So I don't think there needs to be any fear of like, well, what if God asked me to do that tomorrow? Like, don't think of it that way. Like he will get you there when you need to get there. And he, and the other thing is we didn't have that money. That was not something he dropped that in our heart. And Bob was like, I don't know where that money's going to come from. And I was like, if he is asking for that, then he's going to provide it because yeah. you can't give something that you don't have. If I don't have chocolate chip cookies, which I wish I did, but if I don't have chocolate chip cookies, I don't have any to give. The Lord provided that money and he told us before we got it <laughs> that that's where he wanted it to go. And I just love that he just gave us that heads up so that yeah. when we actually got that money, it was more than we thought we were going to be getting. And we already knew what to do with it. So there wasn't a lot of guesswork. Yeah. It's just our prayer for you that, yeah, that you'd get to experience some of this amazingness. (laughs) Like it's, I don't understand why, but I know that part of it was the obedience component. And part of it was us not brushing off this willingness to give from the 50K that he was asking us to. Now, he had kind of already provided the main blessing before that. But I do wonder... Like, what would have happened if we would have sold it at asking price if we hadn't done that? Like, I don't know. Yeah. That's just, I think that's a story of our lives, just watching God do really cool things when mm-hmm. you obey. Yeah. And we're just so grateful. We're so incredibly grateful for this house. It's been such a blessing already. We haven't even been here a year yet. And that's the thing. It's like, this is what God does. This is mm-hmm. what he wants to be doing in your life and our lives and everybody's life. Yeah. And the, the opportunity is available for us. So just lean into it. Yeah. Somebody asked, what did we do with the money? Yeah. Well, we, gave, we, we both had something on our heart of where we were wanting to give, and we were trying to figure out how much to give, and that's where it, where it came from. Yeah. But that's not – have you ever heard that saying, blessed to be a blessing? It's kind of this cliche thing, but it's like the Lord blesses us in order for us to be able to be a blessing to other mm-hmm. people and to – to give out of the abundance of what we have. And I think that that is financial, but I think it goes so far beyond that also. Yeah. 
I think that's spiritual, emotional, hormonal. (laughs) (laughs) You know, all all those things. Anybody have any questions? Like we were just kind of wanting to tell a story tonight (laughs) and just give a little bit of our testimony here. Um, Um, He is punctual to the moment. He is never before his time. That's good. He is never behind. Charles Spurgeon. Yes, that's that's so good. Appreciate the encouragement, everybody. I know. know. It was really, really cool thing. We feel encouraged by it. It It feels like something. It's really fun being like living through a miracle. I'm sure you all have stories like this where you're like, (laughs) I cannot claim any credit for this, where you just watch God do things. And it's, yeah, you're like, this is like watching a movie of someone else's life, you know? Yeah. But it's so cool when you get to be part of it. Yeah. In financial terms, the Lord's investment in you was returned for his glory. Releasing that money according to his will is a test of faith and a show of trust in him. Amen. Amen. Lisa, That's thank true. Thank you for sharing. Cottrell, he gives provision for his vision for your life. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Did God put it in both of your hearts at the same time? I don't remember how it went down. Who got what first? I had an idea. I was like, I kind of have a crazy idea, and I proposed my idea, and you were like, mine's crazier. Actually, we were both praying about it. We were like, we knew we wanted to give towards a certain thing. We were like, let's just pray about it and see what what we both get. (laughs) Bob's idea was definitely crazier. Yeah. He was like, my idea is crazier. And I was like, really? Okay, well, let's hear it. (laughs) (laughs) And Linda is the seven on the Enneagram who... It really comes in handy when it comes to giving because she... I'm always I'm always up for a good time. Yeah, like she's just all in. I, guess. I am all in with giving. The Lord yeah. has provided for us in so many other, like so many ways leading up to this point that it's like, pfft, why would I say no to this? Yeah. And I just was listening to a book today and they were talking about generosity in this book. The way God does it is just different than the way that the world does it. And so she was pointing to stewardship and how we've got this mandate to be good stewards. But I think a lot of times we leave out this huge component component of giving. Like giving is such a huge component of being a good steward. The world thinks that it's a good steward to hoard money and to, I can get one up on this guy so that I'll get a better deal than he will. And that's just not the way God does it. God is like, here, Keep your hands open so that things can pour into you and pour out of you at the same time. Please share the name of the book, Lisa. We'll talk about that in a minute. (laughs) It's great. I'm really enjoying it. I I just love that idea of good stewardship is actually giving and not hoarding. That's so good. All right. You want to share the book? The book is The Opposite Opposite Life Life by Alex Seeley, and she's our pastor. Yeah. Lisa says, I'm afraid to give money away. Does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. Um, Most people are, you know, and being completely honest, like I am, like oftentimes I was afraid to do that. You know, I talk about this a lot. I mean, this is kind of this struggle, or I don't know if it's struggle is the right word, but the balance point of, you know, we have a biblical mandate to take care of our families, you know, Mm -hmm. financially, like we have a a biblical obligation to do that. But at the same time, if we're in a position where we are trusting in our ability to take care of our family better than or more than God, that's when we're getting off a little bit, you know, 
And yeah. that's something, I don't yeah, know if it's right, like Matt. this for all guys, but for me, like I really take that burden. Um, I don't know if burden's the right word to say, but take that responsibility of providing for my family very strongly. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a slacker. Like I want to do my job and provide for my family. And for me, a lot of times it comes too much down to trying to do things in my own strength. And, and meanwhile, God is saying, listen, you can trust me that I'm going to work through you and then I'm going to take care of your family and I'm going to take care of your employees. I'm going to take care of everybody, you know, and that's really difficult for me. And so like one of the things I err on sometimes is trying too hard to maybe build a big savings account to protect from every single possible thing that could go wrong and make sure the emergency fund is big enough so that we can insulate ourselves from any problem. Mm -hmm. And that makes it hard and scary for me to give away big chunks of money like this. And so it's not because that was a security. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For, like that was, and, but like laying that down and choosing to trust in the Lord, our source and sufficiency, who's so much bigger than any bank mm-hmm. account, any job, any government stimulus package, or anything <laughs> else. God is the one who we can trust in, and so yeah, you're not alone in that. I think most people yeah. are. But even in the midst of that, even with those fears, like we can turn those over to the Lord and we can step out in generosity and give in the midst of that. Yeah. And I think there's so many people focusing on not having enough money. And and that's okay. Like there, there's a lot of need in the world. There's a lot of just even us rich Americans, like let's consider us all rich because according to, yeah. you know, the statistics of the entire world, we're all doing pretty well for ourselves. But there's still a lot of need here. Yeah. And um, like having a home, like what society tells us is normal, there's a lot of need in that. It's like you want to have a home, you want to have a nice home, you want to feed your family well, you know, all those things. But it's okay that there's need there, but also like we just want to shine a light on trusting in the Lord and letting him take care of us in the way that he does. And it's so much better than the way we can do it for ourselves, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. And like the testimony that's there and that's available for everyone too, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the blessing that comes out of it that so many people miss out on because until Peter would not have had the opportunity, the blessing of that miracle of walking on the water Mm -hmm. unless he would have stepped out of the boat. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. If I'm in his shoes, I'd be really scared. Like, (laughs) Jesus, you're telling me to come, but... That's water, man. Like, I know you're standing on it, but why should I be able to stand on it? And that would have been a really scary thing to do. But because he had the boldness to do it, the other guys didn't. I was going to say, do you think Peter was a seven? I don't know. Or an eight? I don't know. Maybe an eight. But but because he had the boldness to do that, Mm -hmm. he got to experience that miracle and that blessing that the other guys didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And if we had not given that money, I don't think that we'd be cursed. We certainly would still be going to heaven. Like, we had that choice that we could make. But we were able to see it for what it is. And I know that the Lord is just going to take care of us. Yeah. Yeah. And we've, yeah, and we've already we seen so much come of out of it already. Yeah. You know, and yeah. And Matt, you're exactly right. It is his money. It's absolutely all God's money. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a whole nother yeah. thing we can go down. But a lot of people think this is one of my uh, pet peeves, if you will. I'm all for giving 10%. I think that's great. But a lot of people get to that point and rest on their laurels. And it's like, all right, this is my 10%, God, or, or I, I get 90%, God, you'll get 10%. That's it. <laughs> no more. That's that's yours. 
you know, and the reality is it's all God's money. Mm -hmm. Everything is his and the money, but also like we want our hearts to be his. Yeah. And if we cannot serve two masters, God and money, if we cannot serve two, we're going to serve one. So by being fluid with money and letting it come and go and not letting it decide what we're going to do with our lives, we are just keeping our heart towards him, right? Yeah. We're continually giving him our heart. This is something that you grow in over time. Like this has been a very, uh, a long and slow process for us. Mm -hmm. Like we have been, I think we both have a spiritual gift of giving. I think it's something that is hardwired in our DNA and who God made us to be. Mm -hmm. I think it's part of our calling. And so we have that, but within that, like we both have had to grow through a lot of selfishness, a lot of our own uh, things and like they're they're painful. They're painful to grow Mm -hmm. through, you know, but we are just determined to continue to grow in that as much as we possibly can and and to better understand what it means to let it all be his. Because like I said, it's easy that I just say that, that it's all his, but it's really hard to live that out. And we are not living that out to the degree that I want to yet, you know? Yeah. Like we're making steps and we're we're making progress and we're having, you know, testimonies like what mm. we just shared tonight. We'll never but, get there until we're in heaven. But yeah, but we're but we're gonna try to go as far <laughs> as we possibly try, can, yeah. you know? Like I wanna just keep trusting God more and more yeah. and not trusting in money. Yeah. You know? Another thing I was gonna tell you, Lisa, is conduct an experiment. What if you just experimented? What if you went, okay, God, I'm going to give whatever, whatever's on your heart. And give it in a place that's easy for you to give. Like, I'm going to purposefully give this and trust you. And see, what what if you just did it and saw what happened? Just let it go. Yep. All right. Well, I hope you found this helpful. And if you know anyone who needs this, who might be facing some sort of situation where God's calling them to do something that they're nervous about or that's really big or seems too big, pass this along to them as an inspiration to them or an encouragement to them, or just encourage them yourself. Like send them a scripture, remind them that God is faithful and that he's always going to come through. Just be that type of friend, be that type of person who is help encouraging your friends to move forward in their walk with God. That's all for now. Be blessed, be blessing, and we'll see you next time.